So, Ginger. Yeah? You know how we wanted to start a podcast, but we were having trouble coming up with a topic? Yeah. Okay, so here's my pitch. The topic of the podcast is us trying to come up with the topic for the podcast. What? Like we pitch each other podcast ideas and that's the podcast? Yeah, exactly. We could call it, What Should Our Podcast Be About? Miles, that's really stupid. Let's do it. What should this song be about? I'm trying to figure it out. What should this song be about? Could you perhaps help me out? I've had a moment of doubt. What should this song be about? Welcome to What Should Our Podcast Be About? The podcast where we try to figure out what this podcast that you're listening to right now should be about. I'm Miles Grover. And I'm Ginger Barrow. Hi, Ginger. How's it going? Good. How are you doing, Miles? <laughs> I'm all right. Uh, what did we do last week? On the podcast or in general? On the podcast. Oh, it was Tiny Mysteries. Tiny Mysteries. We still have not solved the trash mystery. We have had more trash dumped in our driveway. Yep. We moved our trash to the garage, and so the dude just dumped it in the driveway. Also, if you're thinking about moving your trash to the garage, don't. Yeah, that was a mistake. It made our whole garage smell bad. Our garage smelled incredibly bad. And then our car smelled bad also when it was in the garage. Yeah. So... This is now an, a garbage advice podcast. <laughs> so idea number one this week is a garbage advice podcast <laughs> yeah. where we give garbage advice that's also advice about garbage. Yeah. Garbage <laughs> advice about garbage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Put your garbage in the garage. It'll go very well. That is, that is garbage advice about garbage. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, wear your garbage as a little outfit. Yeah. Like, where just tape it, is... it all together and that's cool. If somebody dumps trash in your yard, now you have free trash. That's right. Try to encourage more of that. Leave it out and you will get free pet raccoons. Yeah, you'll get some trash pandas to come hang out with you, <laughs> sort of. That's what you want. And they'll do you a favor and spread the garbage all over your yard. And, and then you've got yard decorations. That's right. <laughs> And you'll be the envy of all your neighbors. So this is a very bad idea for a podcast. Yeah. Uh, garbage idea for a garbage podcast. Garbage idea for a garbage idea podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Actually, a garbage idea for a podcast is a pretty good title for a podcast. Yeah. Maybe that's what we should have called that's... this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to start? Do you have an idea? I have one idea. Okay. My one idea this week is called Lol Pranked. Lol pranked, like L O L P R A N K apostrophe D. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. And uh, it is a podcast where we come up with just like really dumb pranks. Okay. Yeah, like where you're like, oh, that's I guess you, you know you know the episode of New Girl. I was where, gonna like, say like the guy in New Girl that yeah, has all the really dumb. Where he pranks. like goes either like way too big or way too small. Yeah. 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 Except I, my thought was, like, all of them would be just, like, way too small. All way too small stuff. All, all way too small, where, like, I moved one of your shoes to a different location right, in the room. Right, Lol, right. pranked. <laughs> you, like, jump out and yeah, shout that at the person. Yeah. And, and they're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And so the podcast would just be coming up with these bad, yeah. bad pranks. Yes. Is there... We could come up with way over the top ones, too. Well, I was going to say, is there like more, is there meat on the bones? Because a lot of the pranks, at least that are coming to mind, that are just very dumb pranks are just like, 
moving the person's That's one of the pranks. Or... That's one of the pranks. Is there meat on the bone? So I just like made you a T-bone steak, but it's just a T-bone. <laughs> okay, so I you, said I was going to be dumber this you just, week. You just hand someone a T-bone and you're like, lol, pranked. No meat on these bones. Lol, pranked. And then the person's like, oh, I guess I have to go get dinner now. <laughs> yeah. Lol, pranked. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if it has, uh, I don't know if the podcast itself is more than just handing the listener a T-bone with no steak on it. <laughs> Fair enough. But, okay. All right. Uh, I can talk about some of my ideas. Because that's what we do on this podcast. So, I guess my first idea is called 10,000 Nasty Draculas. All right. The idea for the podcast is that we will, first of all, talk like Draculas. Do you have a Dracula in you? Like this. Yes, I'm a Dracula. I want to suck your blood. I want to suck your blood. Right? Like, we have our Dracula voices. Mm -hmm. And every week... We are two adjective Draculas, okay? So, like... Tells a different adjective every week? Yeah, so it's like, this week we're two buff Draculas, and we're going to talk about getting swole or something. Okay. As Draculas. Okay. And this week we're two sexy Draculas. And we're going to talk gonna... about getting laid? Yeah, we're going to have sex advice or something as Draculas. This... All right. This is a very weird idea. <laughs> well, that's <clears> sort <throat> of the show that we do. I guess that is what we traffic in. I think but your lol pranked idea is not all that less weird. This is... Really? Okay. I don't know. I just really? wanted to talk like Dracula, nah. I guess. So you just want Okay, you just wanted to talk like Dracula. I think this idea is weirder than my pranked idea. <laughs> okay, maybe it's a little weirder. For some reason, the idea... I think part... The idea of a lot... Uh, some high number of some, like, specific adjective of Dracula's plural... Mm -hmm. Is funny to me. Yeah. Just like, for one thing, that, Dracula's plural is already funny. Is that from something? No, I don't think it's so. Just from your brain? I, we, uh, in the past, when we've done trivia, I have suggested, and I think we may have used it at some point. Yeah, That we yeah. call our, it was our, definitely trivia, our trivia group Six Buff Draculas or something like that. So this is sort of an extension to just a weird thing that's in my brain that I've said before to you, but I don't believe on the podcast. I have mixed feelings about this idea. <laughs> Do you like to talk like Dracula? Not really. Why don't you get into it and try it for a minute? Let's try it for this podcast we're doing oh, right now. Blue. I feel like I'm not very good at talking like a Dracula. That's not, that, that's not bad. Sometimes I slip into some kind of weird Italian accent. My name is Vlad. Uh, you were you were actually you were just giving me... um. You were giving like Nadja from uh, What We Do in the Shadows oh, kind okay, of vibes, okay. which I think is pretty That's good. Cool. She's a she's a Dracula, basically. Yeah. I guess if we watched more What We Do in the Shadows, I would probably be more excited about talking like a vampire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she doesn't have like a Transylvanian would this accent be like, that is probably not even real. I don't know. Would this be like a Dracula advice podcast would it like what's the conceit of it would it be kind of along the lines of what we do in the shadows i think it is i mean what we do in the shadows is a fiction thing about some vampires living in a house together right and i don't think it's that particularly but it's not not that because we're pretending to be vampires yeah vampires that are giving advice about sex 
and working out and, and whatever. Yeah, yard work maybe. I, I don't know if it's always advice or just talking about a topic or how to keep people from dumping their trash in your yard. <laughs> okay, so what what would be the adjective? I like this one. You do. I do. I don't know if we should go through more ideas. I kind of just want to do this. <laughs> That's interesting because a minute ago it seemed like you didn't like this. Yeah, one. but then I started thinking about what we do in the shadows and I was like, oh, actually, this could be fun. I could see this being amusing. So, what would be the adjective for the Draculas who give advice about keeping people from throwing trash in your yard? Right? Because it's 10,000 like... trashy Draculas. So, uh, yeah, because I was thinking each episode is two of those 10,000 Draculas. 10, 000, all 10,000 are nasty, but two of them are buff, and okay. two of them are sexy, and two of them are... Trashy. Trashy, I guess. I guess. Two garbage vampires with a garbage podcast. <laughs> and then two, for gardening advice, is that one you said? Like mm -hmm. two, two gardening... Gardener vampires, two, two green thumb vampires, two two green vampires, just green. Yeah, just green. Hmm. Okay. Two floral vampires. Two floral vampires. Or something. I feel like actually the gardening one would probably be short because like I feel I mean unless you can figure out like a really decent way to garden at night. Right. It's gonna be like don't. Well, some flowers grow at night, a small yeah. amount of flowers. So, yeah, that's a good point, though, because there would be, it would need to be from the vampire's perspective. So there would be stuff like, you know, make sure you bring your very large parasol <laughs> to avoid the sunlight touching your skin, because as we all know, it will burn or, or whatever. Else. Remember to apply your 2000 SPF sunblock. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I did have another idea that I was kind of into that I thought All right. might be fun to talk about. All right. I have a few. Actually, so there's a kind of a couple that are sort of related. One, and these are these are similar to an idea I had a few podcast episodes ago, I think. And that is an actual play podcast where... So the first idea is one where it's a campaign, but every week we change what rule system we're using. So this week it's D&D. Next week it's every week, Pathfinder. Huh? Next week it's... Monster of the Week. Next is it week the same story? It's the same story, same characters, and we have to adapt what we're doing to the new thing every week. So I foresee a problem with this in the same way that the last time you brought up an actual play podcast, which yes. is there's only two of us. Yes. Okay. So that brings me to my next idea, which, which kind of came off of this idea, which is what if we, the two of us, did an actual play podcast where the GM is ChatGPT. <laughs> and that works. I tried it a little bit, and so far it's working. I just tried a little bit. Do you want to hear? Yeah, hear yeah, what? I do. I do. Okay, here it is. So I said to ChatGPT, I said, can you GM an RPG for me? And ChatGPT said, of course, I'd be happy to help you as a game master for an RPG. What kind of RPG are you interested? I said, D&D &D 5e, I'm a barbarian, and my wife is a warlock. That's you. Yes. The ChatGPT said, great choice. D&D &D 5e is a popular RPG system, blah, blah, blah. And they say, let's start by setting a scene. You both find yourselves in the bustling city of Waterdeep, known for its intrigue and mysterious occurrences. You've heard rumors of a powerful artifact hidden deep within the dangerous Undermountain dungeon. It's said to hold unimaginable power. What would you like to do next? And I said, I go to a tavern and loudly introduce myself to everyone there. My name is Crowjar the Kicker. <laughs> I demand that someone tell me more of these rumors of the powerful artifact in the Undermountain Dungeon, or else I start kicking. ChatGPT says, 
Crowjar the Kicker's booming introduction grabs the attention of the tavern's patrons. Many look your way, some intrigued, others wary. A scruffy-looking gnome sitting at the bar seems unfazed and motions for you to come closer. As you approach, he leans in and whispers, I have heard whispers of the Undermountain treasure, but it's a treacherous place full of traps and monsters. If you're truly set on finding it, seek out Halaster Blackcloak, the mad mage who supposedly controls the dungeon. But be warned, he's as unpredictable as they come. Meanwhile, your wife, the warlock, has been quietly observing the scene. What would she like to do or add to the conversation? And that's as far as I got. Okay. So we could try this a little bit and see how it goes. Okay. Yeah. I I mean, I kind of I kind of like this. I kind of feel like even if we don't do it on the podcast, we should probably play around with it regardless. Yeah. Uh, maybe we found a way to play D&D without a group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just yeah, I I'm I'm curious to see where it kind of goes off the rails cuz it seems like at some point it will go it will. off the rails. Yeah. Especially because I feel like ChatGPT can only keep a certain amount of stuff in its memory. Yeah. So once we get to a certain point, it'll it might just start over or re- do something weird. I don't know. It might be a very short campaign. Well, or it might just get wacky, or we might do the same thing multiple times. Yeah. Or or I don't know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It would be interesting to find out. Regardless, I don't know if it would work for an entire podcast, but I'm intrigued. It could. I mean, it, we would definitely have to like you know take some editing and stuff, right? To <laughs> at least, yeah. at the very least, edit out the like. Okay, now I'm typing what Ginger says or whatever. Yeah. Um. Oh, and I forgot to say the name of the podcast. Okay. It, it's Roll Against the Machine. Okay, that's very good. Right. That's very good. Yeah. Okay. So, do you want to just try this right now? What would your warlock do? Uh, you don't actually don't have to be a warlock. You could pick a different class if you wanted to. I just said warlock. Right I but I'm, I can be a warlock. That's fine. So we don't have to start over. Okay, that's, that's fine. fine. I'm fine with being a warlock. Okay. Uh, what was his name? Halaster Blackcloak. That's the guy that the gnome is saying we should go see. Okay, I ask him where we can find Halaster Blackcloak. Okay, so I'm going to say, uh, what's your warlock's name? Just quick. Um, Edwina. Okay, Edwina. That's not a very good warlock name. Warlock. Okay. Do you want to do a different name? Um, Morovka. Morovka the warlock approaches the gnome and asks where we can find Halaster Blackcloak. Okay, so ChatGPT says, Morovka approaches the gnome, her warlock aura emanating an air of mystique. The gnome looks at her with a hint of fascination and fear before responding. Finding Halaster Blackcloak won't be easy. His lair is said to shift within the Undermountain, and he's known to be eccentric and unpredictable. Some say he resides in the deeper levels near Skullport. He leans in closer, lowering his voice even more. But be careful, lass. Halaster's not one to be trifled with. He's as likely to help you as he is to turn you into a toad. Prepare well and gather allies before venturing into the Undermountain. What would you like to do next? Alright, so I think we should head to the Undermountain. Yeah, so I guess what, one thing that I'm getting from this is that, like, this plot already doesn't make very much sense, because if there's a treasure within the un, in the Undermountain dungeon, mm-hmm. and the dungeon is controlled by Halaster Blackcloak, the Mad Wizard, literally what reason would he ever have to help us find it or get it at all, right? Isn't he the villain that we need to defeat or something? Yeah. Right? But that's fine. Whatever. But he knows where the treasure is. Well, he apparently controls the dungeon. But he's it's not going to. He's not going to help us. 
well, he probably isn't, but why would we ever think he would to begin with, right? Why would this no? Maybe this gnome is just an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think my character is probably also an idiot. Um, okay. So okay. I think that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Um, my right. character is not. I think my character is not an idiot. My character. I think. It'll, I think it'll be funnier if my character is sure. not an idiot and is sure. just constantly exasperated sure. with you. Warlocks aren't particularly like intelligence based caster. They're casters. They're charisma based. So you wouldn't necessarily have a reason to be especially smart, but you also wouldn't necessarily completely dump the intelligence stat like I definitely did with my character. <laughs> that I haven't actually rolled up or anything, but I assume I, I definitely would. I'm yeah. this character is probably going to have an eight intelligence and an eight wisdom, because <laughs> that's the fun way to play barbarians, if you yeah. ask me. Okay. So I think, okay, so you think we should go to the Undermountain? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to say let's let's prepare and go to the Undermountain. Um, let's really prepare. This guy's definitely not going to help us. I think we probably We're don't. probably going to have to threaten him a lot. You're good at threatening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll definitely do intimidation on him or something. All right, so I'm going to say to ChatGPT, Crowjar slaps the gnome on the back. And bellows his thanks. He foolishly announces to the whole room our plan <laughs> to go to the under mountain and buys the gnome and ale. See, this is where I see a problem too, is because like if I want to interject and be like, I slap my hand over your mouth or something. You know, like, how do you interject when you're doing chat GPT early? Um, you probably don't, but I think that that's kind of not a great way to play anyway. It's not very yes and, right? As far as, like, improvising a story together. Yeah, well, I'm ta I mean, I guess, like, I'm just saying, like, how do I yes and really in this situation? Yeah, I mean... Like, I should react probably to the fact that you're announcing this to the whole tavern. Right. You could, I mean, you could do something like try to back into the shadows because you feel awkward. Okay. Or you could yell, ha ha, this guy's drunk or something, <laughs> right? Like there's, okay. there's things yeah. you could do. Okay. Um, all right. Do you want to hear what, what ChatGPT responded? Yes. Crowjar's hearty slap on the gnome's back nearly sends the small fellow toppling off his bar stool, but he manages to steady himself. The gnome grins and accepts the ale with a nod of gratitude as the tavern patrons watch her display with a mixture of amusement and curiosity. Word of your bold quest to the Undermountain quickly spreads throughout the tavern. Excellent. Which doesn't make sense because the tavern already heard it. Word doesn't need to spread. But right. Forever. And a few brave souls approach, expressing interest in joining your adventure. A burly dwarf and a nimble elf ranger step forward, introducing themselves as Thrain Ironbeard and Elira Swift Arrow, respectively. They've heard tales of the treasure and are eager to share in the spoils. Morovka, Krojar, Thrain, and Elira find themselves forming an unlikely party. With your newfound companions, you've taken your first steps towards the treacherous depths of the Undermountain. What preparations or plans would you like to make before setting off on the, this perilous journey? Uh... I, first of all, we could say, no, we don't accept these people in our party, but I think it's fine. Yeah. Probably want more than just the two of us. Yeah. Do we need to get weapons? Yeah. We could just, I mean, we could do whatever we want. We could just say, oh, our characters buy insane magical weapons that, uh, you know, like my barbarian, you know, buys a plus five Vorpal 
sword or something. Right? It's probably going to, like, ChatGPT is probably just going to let us make our characters as powerful as yeah, we want, right? probably, right? And we all we haven't even said what It's going to be, like, the most permissive GM ever. Probably. And if it's not, we can just tell him he has to be permissive. Yeah. He, I said he, that it has to be permissive. Yeah. Right? Um, what, uh, what would your character want to, like, ideally want to do to prepare, do you think? I think my character is going to summon her little demon minion. Okay. Um, Does your demon minion have a name? Yeah, I was trying to think of a name for it. Uh, Klaus. His name is Klaus. <laughs> okay. Um, and I'm going to buy a bag of holding for the treasure. Okay. Because your character's strong, but not that strong. Mm-hmm. Okay. Morovka summons her powerful demon minion named Klaus. She also buys a bag of holding to put the treasure in. Uh, Crowjar stops by the ridiculously capital R ridiculously capital O overpowered capital I item capital S store to purchase a plus five vorpal sword for those of you who aren't the kind of nerds who know what vorpal means it's a sword that like automatically cuts people's heads off and boots of elven kind I think they're called Okay, Morovka channels her eldritch power to summon Klaus, a fearsome demon minion. With his presence, the party gains a powerful ally ready to assist in the challenges ahead. Meanwhile, Crowjar, with a sack of gold coins clinking together, visits the ridiculously overpowered item store. The eccentric shopkeeper grins as Crowjar makes his extravagant purchases, a plus five vorpal sword and boots of elvenkind. These items should prove invaluable on your perilous journey. With your new acquisitions and Klaus by your side, you stand well prepared for the dangers that lie ahead in the Undermountain. The bag of holding will certainly come in handy for storing any valuable treasures you find. Is there anything else you'd like to do before heading into the depths of the dungeon? Let's say no. No. No, I think uh, we're, we're ready to head to the dungeon. Are we going to play out this whole story? I don't know. We could play a little more and see what yeah, happens. Sure. I mean, I think we should call this the idea we're going with this week. Well, did you want to do that or did you want to do the Dracula thing? Um, I mean, I'm kind of into seeing where this goes now. Okay. We might have to revisit the Dracula one okay. next week, Yeah, though. we certainly could. We certainly yeah. can. Okay. All right. So the next thing uh, we're going to do is go to the dungeon, right? Yes. Okay. The Undermountain or whatever. No, we go to the Undermountain. I wonder if it's going to make us roll at any point. Yeah, that's a good question. With your preparations complete and your party assembled, you make your way to the entrance of the Undermountain. As you descend into the dark and foreboding depths, the air grows colder and the echoing sounds of distant creatures and trickling water fill your ears. The journey ahead is fraught with danger and uncertainty, but with your powerful group, you're determined to face whatever challenges await. Your quest for the rumored artifact and the encounter with Halaster Blackcloak begins in earnest. For now, the Undermountain's secrets remain shrouded in darkness. How would you like to proceed? Um, I think my character would pretty much just Leroy Jenkins in there. Okay. Um, I, I kind of want to see what happens if you tell J- Chat GPT that you Leroy Jenkins into the, <laughs> okay. into the Undermountain. Crowjar does a Leroy Jenkins. Leroy! Crowjar! Jenkins! Crowjar the kicker! Crowjar does a Leroy Jenkins and rushes headlong into the darkness. While Morovka looks on in dismay. Morovka looks on in dismay and thinks about how many times she's told Crowjar not to do this. A lot. 
the other party members look at each other and shrug and then follow Crojar. Crojar's impulsive charge into the darkness echoes with a resounding Leroy Jenkins as he disappears from view. I had actually handled it pretty well. Yeah. Morovka, with a mix of exasperation and concern, follows behind her companions, Thrain and Alira, not far behind her. The tunnels twist and turn, and soon you encounter your first challenge, a group of hungry cave trolls. With Crojar leading the charge, battle is joined. Klaus, your powerful demon minion, adds his infernal might to the fray, and together your party manages to overcome the trolls. Oh, well, that's well, not that's... fun. After the battle, you catch your breath and continue deeper this is into the... the shortest combat ever. <laughs> yeah. After the battle, you catch your breath and continue deeper into the Undermountain. The path ahead remains uncertain, and danger lurks in every shadow. But your determination and newfound allies give you hope that you might just reach the lair of Halaster Blackcloak and uncover the secrets of the powerful artifact. Well, let's see what happens if we tell ChatGPT, no, 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 make us roll yeah. for the combat. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe we should ha have it describe that combat and have a, a, and ask us for, like, roles and sp specifically what we do in the yeah. combat. Yeah. I'm going to say, wait, please describe the combat with the trolls in more detail, asking us what we do each round and requiring us to roll dice to determine the outcome. Okay, ChatGPT says, certainly, let's dive into the details of the troll encounter. In D&D 5e, combat is often conducted in rounds. <laughs> well, yeah. Thank you. And actions are determined through dice rolls, typically using a 20-sided die, a d20. Let's proceed with the combat step by step. Round 1, initiative. Before combat begins, you'll need to roll for initiative to determine the order in which everyone acts. Roll a d20 for each character and the trolls and let me know the results. The highest rolls go first. What if we tell tell ChatGPT to roll for the trolls? Uh, I don't think we should try to do that because ChatGPT cannot roll. It can't do stuff like that. It would just like try to predict a number, right? That's how it works. It try it's basically auto predict on steroids. So, but we can just roll. That's fine. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I've got my dice here, so I will roll my initiative. Uh, I got a four. I'm gonna say plus three, so I got a seven. Okay. You got 13. I'm going to say plus two. Okay, sure. so 15. 15. Um, should we roll for the other two? Let's just say 12 for them and for the trolls, 13 for the trolls. All right. I will tell chat GPT the rolls. Um, it also wants us to, let's see. Trolls are upon you, their grotesque forms snarling with hunger. Krojar, Morovka, Thrain, and Alira prepare to engage. Please declare your actions for this round, and I'll determine the outcome based on dice rolls. Okay, so it says, for example, Krojar might say I swing my plus five Vorpal Sword at the nearest troll, while Morovka could say I command Klaus to attack the troll on the left. Okay, this is already, so I could, I, this is definitely like more annoying than playing D&D. Yeah, especially just the, you gotta the, like, the interface with it. Yeah. yeah, you gotta like put in all the actions at once. Yeah, I guess so. Which doesn't like... Doesn't totally make sense, but... Yeah, and you don't get to be like, 
oh, this thing happened, so now the next person's going to do this. Right. right. Well, so you have the highest initiative, actually. So why don't we just put in your action, and then we'll see what it says. Okay. So, um, so yeah, uh, sure. I, I, uh, I send Klaus after one of the trolls. Okay, Morovka is first to attack. She sends Klaus after one of the trolls. Um... Thanks for the initiative rolls. Morovka, with her quick thinking, commands Klaus, her fearsome demon minion, to charge at one of the trolls. Klaus lunges forward, claws extended, attempting to rend the troll with his infernal might. Let's roll to see how Klaus's attack fares. Roll a d20 for Klaus's attack. Okay, roll it. And add any modifiers you have. All right, let's say he's got, like, a plus two as well. Okay. So he got 12. Okay. He probably has more than a plus two. Okay. Plus five, we'll say. Five, sure. All right, so it's a 15. Okay. Klaus's claws find their mark as he slashes at one of the trolls, sinking deep into its flesh. The troll howls in pain as it takes damage. Roll a d6 to determine the damage Klaus deals to this troll. Add any relevant modifiers. This will determine how much hurt Klaus inflicts on the creature. So here's a d6. I wonder if we had said, like, Klaus got a one... If it would have done like, like if, the, it if it would have actually made the attack fail, we yeah, should do know. that on the next one. Yeah. Uh, one. <laughs> well, wow. that's for the damage, though. Yeah. I think Klaus probably, as a demon, should deal fire damage, which is good against trolls. Okay. And let's say he's got a plus five to attack or to to damage. Okay. Klaus's fiery attack sears through the troll's flesh, dealing six fire damage. The troll recoils in agony, its wounds smoldering. With Morovka's action resolved, it's now time for the trolls to retaliate. Is that true? Yeah, I think they were next. Okay. One of the trolls, enraged by the fiery assault, lunges at Klaus, attempting to strike back. The other troll, however, focuses its attention on the nearest party member, which is Crowjar. Roll a d20 for the troll attacking Klaus... Uh, another for the one going after Crowjar to determine if they hit. We'll see if your party can dodge these incoming blows. Okay. This is, t- this is tedious. A little bit. All right. So the first one, let me re-roll that. First one. The first one got a four and the second one also got a four. I mean, if nothing else, it's tedious to just have to like type what you do after yeah. you do it. Yeah, I agree. Certainly, like, not the best for an, an audio medium, I would say. Yeah. I don't know. Do people like the sound of dice rolling <laughs> and then me saying what I'm typing as I type it? Yeah. Yeah. Is this ASMR for anybody? <laughs> <laughs> All right. ChatGPT says, both trolls swing wildly in their fury, but their attacks miss their marks entirely. Thanks to your party's agility and Morovka's quick thinking with Klaus. Now it's Crowjar's turn to take action. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. But that's Okay. Uh, followed by your remaining party members. Crowjar, having evaded the troll's attack, is in a prime position to strike. Declare Crowjar's action, and we'll roll to determine the outcome. Um, Crowjar is a kicker, so I should have gotten Vorpal Boots. I should have gotten Vorpal Boots. Oh no! Oh no! Crowjar. We could just. We could just. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say it has. has, Retcon that you've got Vorpal Boots. Yes. Crowjar actually has plus. Five Vorpal Boots, which he is proficient with. He kicks a troll in the face. 
Ah, Crowjar's plus five Vorpal Boots, quite the formidable choice. Crowjar opts for a powerful kick to the troll's face. Let's roll to see if the attack connects and determine the outcome. Okay. Oh, I rolled a seven, plus five is 12, plus, I'd say Crowjar probably has an 18 strength, so that'd be plus another four, so, so 16. You know what I feel like this is proving to me? What's that? How important a good DM is. Yeah, yeah, well, and not just a good DM, but like talking to someone rather yeah. than trying to type things like yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, that too. Well, like... It's not like bad storytelling, like on a technical level, on a technical level, it's like, it's, it's fine, but it's not particularly interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a very basic D&D yeah. module type of thing. Yeah. But at the same time, it is doing a pretty decent job. I mean, it, it didn't get the initiative order quite right because Crowjar should have gone last. Yeah. But... No, I mean, it's doing a decent job for an AI for sure. Okay. Crowjar's Mighty Kick finds its mark and connects with the troll's face. Roll a d6 to determine the damage Crowjar deals with this powerful attack, and don't forget any relevant modifiers. Okay, so I'm going to tell ChatGPT that the plus five boots of Vorpal kicking are actually um, a d12 damage. Okay. Uh, plus nine. So six plus nine, 15 damage. Okay. Oh, and they're Vorpal, so they should chop the troll's head off. Because that's what Vorpal basically means. Okay. My apologies for the earlier mistake. Crowjar's plus five Vorpal boots are indeed formidable. With a powerful kick, he not only deals a de devastating D12 damage, okay, but also severs the, head, the troll's head clean off in a single decisive blow. The troll's lifeless body collapses to the ground. With one troll defeated and one still standing, it's time for Thrain and Alira to take their actions this round. Please specify their actions and we'll continue this the combat encounter. I'm going to tell ChatGPT to do it. Okay. Yeah, because this is one round. Yeah. Uh, so I said, you tell me what they do. And ChatGPT said, certainly, in this dire situation, Thrain and Alira step up to finish the battle. Thrain Ironbeard, the burly dwarf, seeing Crowjar's impressive kick, raises his warhammer high and charges at the remaining troll, attempting to bring it down with a powerful swing. Roll a d20 to check if Thrain's attack hits. Alira Swift Arrow, the nimble elf ranger with her trusty bow in hand, takes aim at the troll, attempting to land a precise shot from a distance. Roll a, a d20 to determine if Alira's arrow finds its mark. All right, do you want to roll this time? Do you want to roll for these two? Sure. Just roll twice. Six. Is a six and a and twelve. A Let's say they both have. What do we do? We say before. Let's say they both have a plus five. Plus five. So we'll say Thrain got an eleven to hit. Elira got a seventeen. Thrain's warhammer swing unfortunately misses the troll as he swings a bit wide, but Elira's arrow. Okay, so it can make it fail. Yeah, and it made the troll fail earlier. Trolls right, fail okay. earlier. Yeah. Alira's arrow flies true, striking the troll and dealing damage. Roll a d8 for Alira's damage with your arrow. Uh, do you want to roll it? So two, we'll say she has a plus three to dex. Sure. So I think that should be added. Um, okay. Uh, with combat round resolved, now it's time to see how the battle unfolds further. The trolls are wounded but not defeated. All right. So I'm going to say Alira does, what do we say? Five damage? Yeah. Damage with her arrow. Um, do we want to say 
that do we want to keep doing this or do we want to just have it be finished? I think I want it to just be finished. Okay. I think, uh, I think, how about, how about, I oh. think this is a pretty boring combat. <laughs> yeah, it is. How about we say that Klaus um, explodes in flames and kills the troll? All right, sure, sure. After that, Klaus explodes in flame and kills the remaining troll. Alira's arrow pierces the troll's hide, dealing five damage and causing it to howl in pain. Just when it seems like the battle might continue, <laughs> Klaus, your fiery demon minion, erupts in flames, engulfing the remaining troll. The troll shrieks as it's consumed by the inferno, ultimately succumbing to the intense heat. The trolls have been vanquished, and your party emerges victorious from the encounter, though not without its share of peril. Uh, though not without its share of peril. That doesn't really make sense, but okay. As the echoes of battle subside, you're left standing in the eerie silence of the Undermountain's depths. With this threat dealt with, you can choose to continue exploring the tunnels, tend to any wounds, or discuss your next course of action. What would you like to do next in your journey through the Undermountain? I feel like this also highlights the importance of failure to, to good storytelling. Because if you could just win at everything, it's pretty boring. That's true. I mean, we rolled dice. We... We rolled yeah. reasonably well, I guess. Yeah. And it shouldn't have been... The first one probably shouldn't have been very difficult, but yeah. Yeah. It was a bit of a boring encounter. Also, the trolls didn't do anything. I mean, they missed. And yeah. they probably should have more attacks and stuff. And they should have some personality. Yeah. We could have had some kind of uh, like chat with them beforehand. Yeah. Um, I. Why don't we say... Um, how, how about this? I'm trying to make... I'm like I'm trying to think of funny ways to make this kind of move along a little bit. Yeah. So I was thinking, what if we just have Crojar kick a wall and he accidentally or he actually kicks a hole right to the like, And he boss. defines the treasure. Yeah, or to the treasure. Or right to He kicks a wall and uh what's his face is behind it. Halstead Black Club Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, Oh my precious wall. Um Okay, Crojar kicks a wall really hard and accidentally kicks a hole that leads right to the wizard, Halaster Black Cloak. Not a great last name either. No. Um, Halaster. It's weird that it's such a strange, like, like, first name and such a generic last name. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's pretty legit to d and I guess, but, like, Illyria Swift Arrow. Yeah, that's, yeah. that makes sense, whatever. Okay. Um, Halaster is like, oh no, my precious antique wall. Walls? Walls. <laughs> Crojar's powerful kick unintentionally breaches the dungeon wall, revealing a chamber bathed in eerie magical light. Inside, you find none other than the legendary wizard Halaster Blackcloak himself. Looking startled as he exclaims, oh no, my precious antique walls, what do you think you're doing? Halaster, known for his eccentricities, is dressed in a mishmash of colorful robes and hats. <laughs> he has multiple hats. <laughs> his, he eyes your party with a mixture of annoyance. He's got hats on top of his hats. <laughs> He's got hats for sleeves. <laughs> He's got hats for shoes. Uh, Halaster, known for his eccentricities, is dressed in a mishmash of colorful robes and hats. He eyes your party with a mixture of annoyance and curiosity. How would you like to respond to Halaster Blackcloak's unexpected presence and his concern for his quote, antique walls. <laughs> <laughs> Can, let's do let's do something ridiculous. Yeah, we should. L like, let's just be as ridiculous as possible. 
Um, what would, could you throw a boot at him? I feel like... Or what if you go to kick him and one of your boots flies off? What if I just, like, admire his his boots that are actually hats? And I, I say, like, what oh, if you I'm ask him? Kicker. What if you ask him if you can have one of his hats? What if I ask him if I can have five of his hats? Yes. Ask him if he can have five. You can have five of his hats. And I want to see how ChatGPT handles okay, it. Okay. So I'm going to say Crowjar, who is always impulsively jumping in to act before anyone can stop him, says to Halaster, Can I have five of your hats? Wow, I love your shoes that are actually several hats. <laughs> can and I have your left shoe, have... which is actually five hats? <laughs> five, can I, I'm going to say, can I have five of your Shoe hats. <laughs> Halaster blinks in surprise at Crowjar's compliment and unusual request. He looks down at his own mismatched and multi-purpose attire, which includes the peculiar shoe hats. Well, I suppose if you're that taken with them, Halaster chuckles, reaching down and effortlessly detaching five of his shoe hats, <laughs> which he then hands over to Crowjar. Just remember, they're not your average footwear. <laughs> okay. We already, I think that was our. I mean, I guess clear. kudos to Chad GPT for rolling with it. Yeah. As you receive the shoe hats from the eccentric mage, you notice that they have various magical properties, each granting a different enchantment when worn. Halaster seems more amused than bothered by the unexpected encounter. Is there anything else you'd like to say or do while in the presence of the infamous wizard, Halaster Blackcloak? Okay, well, since he gave the hats so easily, we should be like, can we have your treasure? Okay. Morovka. Thank you for the hats. May we also have your treasure. Morovka, who is the brains of the operation, sees how easily Halaster parts with his magical shoe hats and cannily decides to ask him, quote, can we have... All your treasure, <laughs> particularly the famed, what was it that we're coming here for? Magical item that is guarded by this dungeon. Morovka's shrewd request catches Halaster's attention, and he strokes his long tangled beard thoughtfully. Ah, you're after my prized possession, are you? He muses, grinning mischievously. Well, adventurers, I do enjoy a good bit of chaos and amusement. If you can entertain me with a riddle or tale, I might just consider granting you access to my treasure room. Halaster's love for eccentricity and whimsy is well known, and it seems he's more interested in entertainment than the actual treasure itself. What riddle or tale would you like to offer to appease the eccentric wizard and gain access to his treasure room? Okay, I think Crowjar pulls out a copy of The Cat in the Hat and starts reading it. <laughs> uh, Crowjar can't read. Okay. Unfortunately. <laughs> Crowjar has The Cat in the Hat memorized. <laughs> it is, okay, okay. It is his only book. Crowjar pulls out a copy of The Cat in the Hat, and although he is illiterate and cannot actually read the book he has it memorized i actually have a lot of the cat in the hat memorized so this is pretty true to, <laughs> um 
I mean, there's a reason I picked the cat in yeah. the hat. We saw him pick up all the things were, were down. He picked up the cake and the rake and the gown and the fish and the string and the milk and the dish and the something and something and something. And I something. mean, and shout out to Vampire Cat Comics, which has its own little series of comics based on the cat. Based the on hat. the cat in the hat. That if you if you aren't already reading Vampire Cat, you you should be. Those are some of my absolutely lowest uh, liked things on Instagram. Uh, for that comment. Well, it's interestingly enough. Well, it is highly underrated. <laughs> Apparently. Okay. Um, so here's what I'm saying. Uh, Crojar pulls out a copy of The Cat in the Hat, which he had secreted in his furry underwear. And although he is illiterate and cannot actually read the book, he hasn't memorized. You meant, I, I know you meant secreted, but it sounded like he secreted the hat, the cat in the hat in his underwear. So that word, I believe, is actually pronounced secreted. Okay. Uh, well, but yes. it sounded dirty <laughs> yeah. the way that you said it. Either way. Uh, and, and I could be wrong, but I believe that's how it's pronounced. Anyway. It's not how it should be pronounced in this context <laughs> yeah. if you are hiding something in your underwear. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Um, although he is illiterate and cannot actually read the book, he has it memorized and begins reciting the epic tale. Crojar, with the cat in the hat clutched in his hand, begins to recite Dr. Seuss's whimsical tale with great enthusiasm. Halaster watches with amusement, his eyes twinkling as the barbarian delivers a heartfelt rendition of the story. What? <laughs> How would you do a heartfelt rendition of the cat in the hat? As Crojar reaches the climax of the tale, what's the climax of the cat in the hat? Um, it's when the when there's a huge mess and the parents are almost home. That's And then the cat comes back to clean it up. Yeah, yeah I guess that's probably the climax. As Crojar reaches the climax of the tale, Halaster bursts into laughter. Bravo, bravo, he exclaims, clapping his hands. That's certainly the most unique performance I've seen in a while. You've earned it. With a snap of his fingers, a hidden door in the chamber slides open, revealing a treasure trove beyond imagination. You've managed to impress the eccentric mage with your unconventional storytelling, and now you have the opportunity to explore the treasures of the Undermountain. What would you like to do now that you have access to Halaster's treasure room? We should probably put all the treasures in our bag of holding. A bag of holding, yeah. I was like, what else would we We're going to take all of the treasure. All of it. I think what... Uh, here's what I'm going to say. I hope he was really impressed with our story. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to say Morovka takes her bag of holding and one by one she drops each piece of treasure into the bag. Each time looking over at Alaster to see if he will stop her. Morovka, with her bag of holding at the ready, starts collecting the various pieces of treasure from Halaster's trove and storing them safely within the magical bag. She keeps a watchful eye on the wizard, expecting him to object at any moment. To your surprise, Halaster doesn't intervene. Instead, he continues to chuckle and watch the proceedings with a glint of amusement in his eyes. It appears he's thoroughly entertained by your actions and has no, no intention of stopping you from claiming the treasures. With each piece of wealth added to your bag of holding, your party accumulates a fortune's worth of magical items, gold, and other valuable artifacts. Wait, with each piece? Each piece is a fortune's worth of magical items, gold, and other valuable artifacts? Okay. You've certainly made an impression on the enigmatic mage. Is there anything else you'd like to do while you have access to this treasure room, or do you plan to leave with your newfound riches? What else would we do? I think... No, okay, wait. She tries to put Halaster into the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Marovka has Klaus pick up Halaster and 
try to drop him in the bag as well. Still looking to him to see if he will stop her. Morovka, with a bold and audacious move, commands Klaus to pick up Halaster Black Cloak and attempt to drop him into the bag of holding. Halaster's eyes widen in surprise and he yelps in protest as he's lifted off the ground. However, Halaster, being a powerful and resourceful wizard, counters the attempt with a swift incantation. A shimmering magical barrier surrounds him, preventing Klaus from completing the maneuver. Nice try, my dear, but I'm afraid I won't fit in there, Halaster says with a chuckle. Dispelling the magical barrier and floating back down to the ground, he seems to take your actions in good humor, though. With your treasure collected and your encounter with Halaster concluded, you have the option to leave the treasure room and continue your adventure in the Undermountain. What's your next move? Why would we continue our... Why don't we ask why don't we politely ask him if he'll climb into the bag? (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say we should ask him to open us up a portal to like a beach, a beach resort or something where we can take all our treasures and just chillax. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Crowjar pipes up to ask Halaster, hey, bro, thanks for the sweet treasures. And stuff. How about you use your magic, magic-y stuff to open us a portal to a beach resort somewhere that is warm and has good... What do barbarians drink? Mead? Good mead and lots of... babes (laughs) lots of babes (laughs) crowjar's request for a portal to a beach resort with warmth mead and babes seems to tickle halaster's eccentric sensibilities he grins and waves his hand conjuring a swirling portal of magical energy that shimmers with the promise of adventure no the adventure's over very well my curious friends halaster says gesturing toward the portal Step through, and may your beachside escapades be as entertaining as your tales and antics here in the Undermountain. With the portal beckoning before you, you have a unique opportunity for a bit of relaxation and revelry before your next adventure. Do you dare step through into the unknown? I I mean, obviously, we asked him to conjure it. Obviously, we're going to step through. Well, I guess it does need to ask what we're going to do, and it's trying to be whatever. I'm just going to literally say yes. With a sense of anticipation, your party steps through the magical portal conjured by Halaster Blackcloak. As you pass through, you're enveloped in a swirling vortex of colors and sensations. When you merge on the other side, you find yourselves in a tropical paradise surrounded by palm trees, white sandy beaches, and the sound of gentle waves lapping at the shore. The sun shines brightly overhead, and the scent of the sea fills the air. You've arrived at the beach resort you desired, complete with warm weather, mead, and a picturesque setting. It seems Halaster has granted your wish for relaxation and fun. You can now enjoy your well-deserved break, and perhaps when you're ready, you can return to your adventures with renewed vigor. Is there anything specific you'd like to do? Okay, where are the babes? (laughs) Crowjar says, where are the babes? Do you think that ChatGPT is going to know that you mean... Women, or is it going to think that you mean babies? I think it's going to know, but that would be pretty funny. Let's see. Crowjar's question catches the attention of some fellow beachgoers, and a group of friendly locals, both male and female, approach your party. They welcome you to the beach resort and invite you to join the festivities. 
The resort is a is bustling with activity, from beach volleyball games to lively, lively beachfront bars. It looks like your wish for relaxation and fun, including mingling with locals, has been granted. Enjoy your time at the beach resort and soak up the sun, mead, and company of newfound friends. If you ever decide to embark on another adventure or have more questions, feel free to return. Until then, have a fantastic time at the beach. ChatGPT really doesn't want to talk about babes. Yeah, yeah. ChatGPT is is not not interested, I guess, <laughs> in this babe-related conversation. <laughs> it's like, nope, we're ending the adventure. <laughs> have fun mingling. Crowjar plays volleyball, except he stands on his hands and hits the ball with his feet. Crowjar's unconventional approach to beach volleyball draws quite the crowd, as onlookers marvel at his acrobatic display. With his impressive physical prowess, he manages to make some incredible kicks, sending the volleyball sailing over the net with surprising accuracy. Your party finds itself at the center of the resort's attention, and you enjoy a day filled with laughter, cheers, and friendly competition. It's a memorable and relaxing break from your adventures in the Undermountain. As Crowjar's agile feats continue to amuse and entertain, you can't help but feel grateful for the unexpected detour orchestrated by the eccentric wizard, Halaster Blackcloak. What do you mean, unexpected? We asked for yeah, it. Yeah, we asked for it. I, I am enjoying that ChatGPT like, keeps trying to wrap it up. Yeah, it says, is there anything else that you'd like to do at the beach resort, or shall we conclude your adventure here for now? Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure you're not done? I'm going to say... Are you guys done yet? I'm going to say um, Crowjar. Well, actually, I've been taking the spotlight with Crowjar doing stuff. Do you want Morovka to do any more stuff before we wrap it up? Um, Morovka, Morovka, Morovka goes to the gift shop to find swim trunks for Klaus. <laughs> okay. Morovka heads to the resort's gift shop in search of swim trunks for Klaus, her fiery demon minion. The shop is filled with all sorts of beachwear. And souvenirs, and after a bit of browsing, you manage to find a pair of tiny flame-themed swim trunks that would fit Klaus perfectly. They're tiny, I guess. Even though Klaus is big enough to pick up wizards and stuff. Uh, yeah, but I was picturing Klaus as tiny. Okay, he's so, so I he's was tiny, picturing him as like strong. a tiny, jumpy little demon. Okay. With swim trunks in hand, you return to your beachfront spot where Klaus eagerly dons the tiny garment. So I guess he was naked, and now he's wearing shorts. And it wouldn't have been weird if that he was naked before, but now that he's wearing shorts, it feels weird that he was naked before. <laughs> um, Klaus eagerly dons the tiny garment, much to the amusement of the onlookers. Now your demon minion is ready to join in on the beach fun, adding a touch of, of the exotic to the resort's atmosphere. It seems you've truly made the most of your unexpected beachside adventure. If there's anything else you'd like to do or explore at the resort, feel free to let me know. Otherwise, you can continue to enjoy your well-deserved break. I mean, I mean, it definitely wants us to wrap up. I kind of want to keep going because this is stupid but fun. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of just fun to see how it rolls with it. And it does a pretty good job. It well, does. I mean, I, I, I think I know how it's going to go. What? Anything you put in. <laughs> I don't know. I think that it's going to result in amused onlookers. Yeah. Or or one amused onlooker if there's only one person. Yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah, and you're going to get to do whatever thing you type in That's true. that you want to do. It hasn't actually asked me to roll or anything. Right. Except for when we said we wanted to roll, which to be fair, did suck. So maybe ChatGPT had the right idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, was, I mean, I don't think it's a good way to play D&D. &D. 
I don't think it's a substitute for having a group and a real no, DM no, no. for sure. Well, I mean, it's a substitute, but not a particularly great substitute. No. Um, I was going to say, I was thinking my next thing should be to have Krojar suddenly die of food poisoning or something and then go on an adventure in heaven <laughs> and see what happens. But uh, I think we probably should actually wrap it up there. Yeah, I mean, let's do that. Let's do that um, off air. And uh, we can, we'll let you know next week how it turns out. Yeah, I think there will turn out to be no babes in heaven for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Is my guess. Despite us explicitly telling ChatGPT that the there fact, should be babes. Yeah, despite the fact that Crojar died and went to babe heaven, there won't be any babes there. It'll just be a bunch of pigs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that would be good, actually. That would be uh, beyond, I think, ChatGPT's like, ability to, to make jokes and stuff. Probably. Yeah. Why, have it, why haven't they built in any, like, irony, uh, sarcasm? Yeah, it can make jokes, but it's not that good at it. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know if this was a good episode of this podcast. <laughs> I thought it was fun, but it was also very stupid. Yeah, I mean, it was fun. I think it was fun for us. It remains to be seen if it will be fun for the listeners. Right. Maybe I'll have to edit a lot of it out. We'll see, I guess. Yeah. If it's pretty boring, but uh, okay. Well, should we should we talk about our social media? Oh, yeah. Um, so follow us. You can find all of our links on our website which is coolpodcast.website. Uh, we are on Twitter and Instagram at what should pod. You can find us on Facebook. Just look up what should our podcast be about and email us your thoughts, comments, love, hate. Your ideas for podcasts. Your ideas for podcasts. You should uh, like us and review us and stuff on Apple Podcasts and any other podcasty things. Yes, please rate us. Uh, it's very helpful. If you listen on Spotify, you can check out. I'll probably have a dumb question on there because there's a Q&A function on Spotify. Um, our email is what at coolpodcast.website. Right. Or message us on social media. We're not hard to find. Yeah. There's lots of ways to get a hold of us. And we would be happy to be gotten a hold of about this podcast. Don't get a hold of us for other weird reasons. That's not, that's not cool. But for I mean, podcast reasons. I mean, unless it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're like some sexy babes and you want to get a hold of us for sexy babe stuff. <laughs> I Crowjar's just me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maybe next week we'll be vampires. Yeah, that could be good. And maybe next week we'll sol solve our garbage mystery. We did not solve it this week. Oh, that's true. We, we did get more trash dumped in our driveway and we made a sign. So we'll see if that helps. We also uh, got some footage of some raccoons getting into the trash that was dumped. Yeah. So that was cool, I guess. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, I do like raccoons and like. I'm not blaming the raccoons. They're just doing what they do. <laughs> that should be our outro. I'm not blaming the raccoons. And they're just doing what they do. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe that's our outro. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not blaming the raccoons. They're just doing what they do. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. What was that podcast about? I'm trying to figure it out. Didn't catch what that was about.